Welcome to the Ether. Today is Sunday, June 5th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Cosmos Spaces, Cosmos Potluck Sundays with Cosmos Haas. Let's take a listen. I forget what time you go on tomorrow. Uh, midnight. I changed my flight. I was going to get in like Tuesday morning at 9:30, right before the show or the event. I was like, nah, I'm going to change that. What time are you thinking? Uh, it'll be midnight tomorrow when i get in uh, okay yep. so is it a direct flight or do you have a layover i got a layover dude there was like uh, no way for me to get a direct flight to austin so like where i fly from only mondays and fridays do direct so uh, i just dis- i just despise layovers so instead of me like flying back on sunday i'm just staying sunday night because my flights like it's, it's so nice just being able to get in and then you, like i live really close to where i live at from the airport so it's almost like it's it's convenient to be honest with you with traveling so i don't like to do layovers i refuse like if i have to stay a day extra or leave early or whatever i usually just do that it's <laughs> fine but yeah, yeah later or, or uh like a, a love-hate relationship you know you either love them because you're like i when i travel i kind of like them because it's just an excuse for me to stop get some food maybe a drink <laughs> but uh but yeah they're they can suck that's for sure yeah, I've had so many times like in the past where I had a layover and then the flight gets canceled or I get stuck wherever I was at, especially if it's Chicago. Like Chicago is the worst place. I'll never, ever, ever. The only time I fly to Chicago is if I have to fly to Chicago to be in Chicago for something or like somewhere in Milwaukee, then I'll just rent a car and drive up there. But yeah, I don't, I do not like layovers, especially in Chicago during the wintertime, because there's a good probability that your flight's going to get canceled or late. You're going to be sitting there for hours upon hours. So, yeah, it's like San Francisco. Like, if you, when you're, if you fly in there, like during the morning or night, it's like 50 50 chance you get canceled from fog, clouds, yeah. whatever. I've had, I've had that it. happen. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've like, had that what? happen. Yeah. So I've had that happen to San Fran, but I don't mind necessarily. One time I was there and I had to stay a whole, a whole another, like basically another day because of like there was just too much fog or whatever they said for the whole day. So it's crazy. That's pretty nuts. But uh, all right, we got a uh, Callum up here. What's up, Callum? How you doing? Yeah, yeah, not bad. How are you two doing? Good to speak to you. How's it not going? Bad. Are you guys in Austin or not yet? Oh, tomorrow? No, are you heading there? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there real soon, actually. My flight is at 6.30 in the morning here, so I'll be there, like, super early. I got to find a way to get some sleep. <laughs> but looking forward to it. I'll be there for a week, Monday through Monday. So I'll be at the Central. I'll be doing all the events and then consensus. So I'm looking forward to it. It's a lot of fun, a lot of hard work, but it's good times. Can you tell us some more about, like, OsmoCon, what that is? 
Yeah, so like Osmo Cons is going to be a lot of. I didn't look to see the entire lineup. I don't know if there's actually a list of like exactly who's all going to be there, but it's going to be a huge event. I mean, it's at the AT&T Hotel. It's gigantic. It's a really nice facility, uh, a venue, I should say, not facility, but it's beautiful. Uh, and a lot of the Terra people that were already kind of going to go there for, I think they were going to name it Terra Depot before like the basically the Luna rug. <laughs> uh, so a lot of people were kind of already, uh, I, I don't want to say like in it or whatever. And so instead of them getting rugged from doing that, they basically, they're just going to come over and, and, and build for osmosis. So it's just like a hackathon, you know, and be a bunch of de- different developers and teams. And anytime you can get a bunch of good brains, big brains and under the same roof, building something, something special usually happens. So, I mean, like Osmosis was built at a, uh, Adam Hackathon and uh, Cosm Wasm was built at a Hackathon. So who knows? We have no clue what's going to be built there, but I'm, I can pretty much guarantee something cool and useful is going to be built at uh, OsmoCon. And that is June 9th. So looking forward to that. I'll, I'll, I'll enough energy drinks and people, they'll come up with some mad idea. Exactly. Just they'll just crank for like a whole day straight with no sleep, you know. So I'm looking forward to it. Even myself, I'm not a really a builder, but when I when I crank, I can get a lot of work done. And I and it's you know when you, when you're together in in real life, a lot of things can get accomplished quicker than you know back and forth on Discord or Telegram or however you're going to speak to one another. So I, I I'm pretty confident that something cool is going to be built. So the goals for osmosis is to be like a super app chain that has like everything all on it. And I think that's going to be like that for a lot of the the chains in IBC. They're going to be just like a super app chain. Like I think Stargaze is going to be like that as well. It's going to be, in my opinion, I think Stargaze is going to be like a super app chain for NFTs. So I'm looking forward to that too. I like the Stargaze team, but. So whenever, uh, I guess more people are filled up. So if you're going to lead off, Callum, if you want to tell everyone, like, you know, introduce yourself and what you got going on and what, you know, the, the dealio, so to speak, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll speak my piece. So, uh, yeah, I'm one of the main guys behind Howl, which is, if you don't know, just a quick little rundown, just sort of an on-chain microblogging platform, which is, uh, we announced the token and the airdrop two and that was taken on may 4th there's gonna be no other snapshots so don't stop please stop asking that uh kindly i'll ask but uh yeah and then um yeah so basically i'm one of three main founders behind it the other one is the fray uh so needlecast needlecast validators and then we've got another who is ass weaver who isn't really active on twitter which i can't blame him for which i wasn't um he's more in the juno discord just sort of building quietly yeah he's done a bunch of stuff for dev tooling frey of course runs validators and nodes and is part of the juno core team he was big with the chain restart i think that's when he picked up a lot of traction and then i'm just on dow dow just sort of picked up this sort of this year sort of thing got my net got myself in the right circles and now i'm here but that's sort of the background for me nice so do you want to go into like what Howl is and just pretend everyone here has no clue about anything? Yeah, yeah. So actually it's quite private, so quite a few people don't have any don't have any clue. So uh effectively what microblogging is is sort of like a Twitter, but it's gonna be fully on chain and our key focus for it, our key main point is that 
we wanted to, or at least how I feel, if you're a smaller content creator, as in, uh, I see a couple here, like if you're on Twitter, right, it's quite hard to, if you're producing content like the Cosmos Spaces guys do, you're, I don't know, maybe feel free to button and prove me wrong, but there's not really many monetization routes based on your sizes. Like, you know, usually you have to be quite big to sort of secure some monetization. Same with YouTube, right? Like if you've got like 10K subs on YouTube, you're probably not pulling in that much unless things have changed massively. So how we wanted to do it is we want to sort of, it's in our bio, we sort of want to empower creators in a way. So that is at the uh, center of our token model, which we haven't spoken publicly about because we're still ironing out tokenomics, but the the underlying like how the author and so both you as a consumer and the creator of the content you're consuming will be rewarded by your actions. So it's not like only creators benefit, everyone will, well, not everyone. As in people, the content consumers, it'll act like you bond your tokens and then there will be rewards for said for the creator and the you yourself as the delegator. And there's a nice little reward split there. And I think that could help people who are, you know, getting a decent amount of traction on their posts, but not not enough to sort of be like the all out um, sort of full-time content creators, you know. Not your not your CTOs of the world, but your smaller up and coming content creators, which we have a lot in in the space. I saw Crypto Tank jump in, and there's a bunch of you guys on Twitter, like you, um, like you, Hoss, Tricky. Uh, but yeah, you have other revenue streams for your validators. But you know, we wanted it to be like if you're just creating content and people people fuck with it, like let's let's try and get you guys a slice of the pie because you know it takes time and effort to write a good thread, right? Oh yeah, I completely understand it. Like the fact that it's uh I, I haven't even been on Twitter for a year now and the fact I'm 36, so like the fact that I even have it is just crazy to me and that I'm even doing this show right now and talking to you on Twitter spaces like it's it's crazy to me cuz like I'm I'm a total boomer when it came to like social media. I absolutely hated social media for like everything about it because of of the lack of privacy and just just the annoyance of everything. And uh, but I'm glad I went down this rabbit hole, so to speak. And but I do understand it. You know, I help out with a lot of different projects. So if it was just me specifically just trying to create content without actually having like, I guess, avenues to communicate with teams and developers and things like that, then it would be less attractive for me because it would be like, what am I doing this for? Like, it's no incentive because it's a lot of work. I mean, honestly, me on Twitter, it's like a full time job one one of many things that i'm doing and it's a lot of work so i respect anyone that's uh grinding on twitter man like even just the community members that just kind of just co comment and you know i know spaces and, and myself personally we really appreciate just all the the communications with the you know because also what else are we doing this shit for you know it's like we're just talking to the black hole but you know the the embracefulness in ibc is just it's no it's like no other i mean I started my personal Twitter, I think, in July, but I really didn't start producing content and doing things until probably the fall-ish. And, uh, you know, it's just a lot of work. So, you know, I if, for people out there that maybe not necessarily working for teams and doing things specifically for crypto, this would be amazing for them because it is a lot of work. I mean, shit, I know sometimes I don't even sleep because I'm like, oh, I, I, I'm just trying to reply to everyone and do things and just kind of keep everyone in a loop. And also, you know, try to add value to other people's comments. I don't just want to put stuff out and then 
you know, like a lot of uh, influencers and people, their posts, and I want to, I want to in- interact and add value to their comments too, and their and their posts. So yeah, this is awesome. This is a cool idea, for sure. Yeah, and it sort of comes to that when you are sort of you have a following, but there's there's a few people. I think uh, Liam, the Compton Crypto, spoke out how he doesn't particularly want to take a sponsorship, but I can completely understand that. I understand both sides of the argument. Is in people don't want project sponsors because then you you have you 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 in all right should disclose probably that you're being that you're being paid by them if you're speaking about them and that's that, it's law in the uk at the minute but it's kind of a gray area in crypto because you know with, with crypto but then there's also the factor of if you don't have these sponsorships how are you going to get a solid income stream or if you want to push this on to make it a full-time thing you need these income streams and they don't really come in very often but if we can, and the reason we wanted to do how is because we know we're going to have a community that will try it out, that will enjoy it, and it'll be so engaged. And we think we 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 want to sort of usher in these smaller content creators to hopefully earn a bit, earn a bit of the the pie of the content they create, which is definitely something that uh, I think a lot of people can agree with. Because you know, let's help out the guys with one k followers or whatever. Yeah. So to, to add value to that part of it. It's not necessarily the amount of total followers that one person has about the, I guess, the integrity or just the, the value of the content. Because I could tell you, none of this probably would be possible. I've, I know I've showed this guy plenty of times before. He's not really just like a Cosmo person. He's just a lo- He just loves crypto, and his value that he does is he, he would have streams on YouTube. And, you know, maybe ten people are following him live, and what he would do, he had all his screens up, and he would just do the uh research on on screen nothing was scripted you could tell none of it was scripted because he would just like go talk about anything really and uh you know i used to watch his shows i enjoyed his his content and you know maybe at the time he had a few hundred maybe a thousand uh followers on uh or subscribers on youtube and you know it was right after osmosis launched i didn't even have a clue about osmosis and i was you know i asked him in chat like hey outside the top 200 is there any tokens that you're really looking forward to and like instantaneously he said osmo and i had no clue at the time and then i was like well what's that and then he told me what it was and i was really intrigued and then i you know i had to do the research but i mean if it wasn't for him none of that i might not even be here or if i did i would have been way way late to the party so to speak so i mean like it's it's about finding the, that that value, and if this can help facilitate that, and and make someone like that, you know, keep grinding. Because I mean, really, when I got involved, and a lot of people, even in this show, that are probably involved, or just people in this space, especially IBC, you're just doing it because you love to do it. And then, yeah, I mean, it, it's awesome. Like I do stuff, and if someone wants to throw me a tip or like a free NFT or something, I'll I'll accept it. But I'm not like, hey, I'm only going to do this if you give me this. Like I, I'm not that type of person. And I know a lot of people aren't. Uh, you know, that's what I really like about IBC and just all the chains in general. So like, if this can do something to help, you know, maybe help someone pay a bill or whatever, that's cool. Like I'm all for it for sure. Yeah, and it also sort of comes in on sort of. My thing is that in the in the long term, we kind of want these wallet applications to sort of be social applications, not purely sort of applied financially. And that's why, well, the phrase was, and he made a decentralized naming service. And that's why we're integrating with that because it gives a added layer. You know, there's you're not you're not Juno one two three four five six or whatever you are. You know, you you fill out your profile. And it says a lot about you. And Josh spoke about this in Prague, uh, as in Kepler Wallet, Josh. 
uh, he said how your wallet is actually kind of just a story of what you do. You know, he spoke about how he made the first Atom IBC transaction. I think that was, um, go check out the talks. It was really interesting and I won't do it justice. But he says that your wallet is actually probably a story of you and it tells you, tells quite a lot about you. And we're just kind of pushing it that next next step further that you're building out your profile. And, you know, you can now sort of make posts with this and tie to your name and you can transfer them over and stuff like that. And it's we're trying to build the social aspect of it, you know, to try and really cement the fact that these these at the end of the day, I, I can't be budged that, you know, it's quite social. Like the wallet application, it should be social. And I think very few wallets are now touching on that, but we're getting there slowly. And I think, yeah. Yeah, I like that. I I haven't checked that out yet. I've been so busy. When when was Prague again? That wasn't too long ago, right? It wasn't too long. It was when I was. It was. Oh yeah, it was literally my dissertation deadline. So it was like the twenty fifth of May. Like, okay. Or was it like the eighteenth? I think it might have been the eighteenth actually. But yeah, it was now almost a month ago. Jesus Christ! No, no, time flies. I don't even remember. It seems like last week that I was just at permission list down in Florida for that event. And I don't even remember. To be honest with you, I, I'd have to go and look to say what day it was. I don't know what day it is. I guess when you're in crypto, it's like there's like the days don't even matter. There's no weekend. There's no. No, weekend. It's, it's so it's you so, don't separate it. Yeah, it's so weird. Like I even I even changed on on my uh, Twitter profile and asked you like where you're from. And I just put the matrix because it's like I don't know. Like I'm just living a computer anymore. You know, it's crazy. I love it though. But uh, yeah, I mean, these events are cool, and uh, I think. Uh, then it's a lot of work, but it's awesome because like, I was really worried. I'm sure people going to Prague were probably worried about it too, but like the permissionless event, I was so worried, like, oh man, the market's crap right now. Like everyone lost a lot. And if anyone in IBC is going, they all got hit hard because I think everyone had Luna and UST. And I was like super worried, like, man, this is going to suck. Like the energy is going to be horrible. But honestly, it was quite the opposite. Like everyone there wanted to be there. And I really think that's going to be the same way with the central and consensus. Like the people are there because they want to build and, and try to change the world. And, and there's going to be so many good ideas and things that are going to happen there. And you can't, you know, you can't really get that unless you go to these events. Because I mean, as, as many as we love to do these spaces and talk on Twitter and discord and telegram and all that it's just it's just different whenever you can see people in real life so i'm I'm really looking forward to it yeah yeah and i think prague was literally right after the main sort of terror event so that is why people worry but yeah prague was was, not that i went there i literally couldn't because i had other commitments but yeah i need to i need to go to more once time frees up which it now is which is nice yeah, the summer's the best. I mean, like the market's complete crap right now, but it's it it's a little less crappy when when you can go outside and it's like nice out. You know, it's just it's different. So, but I think we're all going to weather the storm, and things like this are going to help. You know, the more added value and utility for like every aspect of life is like what I'm searching for. You know, it's and I think crypto in general can essentially do everything, and I really think like nfts are going to become just the everyday part of everyone's life in the future and it, it can basically validate like any transaction and just like everything it's just I, people really still don't realize like how early we are i didn't realize it until i was at the permissionless event and i like took I, I took a step back and was like wow we're so early because all the people there was like over eight thousand people 
they would stop over and they would ask me questions and I could just tell they had zero clue like how IBC worked, like what the technology entails, like what the what the end vision of that technology is. And I'm just like, yeah, we're so early because these people, most of them, they probably been in crypto since 17, 16, whatever, because there are a lot of Ethereum based people and they just had zero clue like what IBC was. And I'm like, these people are in crypto. They don't even know, let alone people that are just like getting their feet wet for the first time. So it was like, yeah, we're early. And I firmly believe this is the right train because, I mean, what, you know, like the Internet, you just put a website and it comes up. And I think that's how blockchain is going to be. And they're, and they're all going to utilize IBC for the communications. So I think we're all early. And uh, this is for sure, in my opinion, not financial advice, the right train. So I'm looking forward to this. So like your your app is this is going to be directly on Juno? Yeah. Yeah. So it isn't it isn't an L1. It's um. It's 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 a yeah it's a, it's a CW twenty on Juno the token side and the posts themselves will be CW seven two ones on Juno so okay. NFTs themselves actually. So how's that? Do you know much about the uh, the uh, development of the NFT place on uh, marketplace on uh, Juno? There's there's a few there's a few I know of but I can't really speak because I've okay. sort of been told to keep it keep it hush hush but there are I'm, I'm aware of at least three. Okay. That, cool. that are coming about, and there's probably more uh, that um, that uh, that I that I've not been exposed to. But yeah, someone someone a bit close to me has uh has um just started to look into that. So yeah, they're coming, and yeah, probably this summer I imagine because that'd be the perfect time to launch one. And I think there's probably a big side of it of like, oh, if we can get the first one, then that'll drive traffic. But yeah. Not that yeah, I really I think, agree in first mover advantage, but the first one will be the one that probably gets a lot of usage unless some the second one comes up comes along and blows it out of the water. But yeah. Yeah, first mover's advantage is so big. Especially if it's like already pretty pretty nailed, so to speak, with like the tech and like the usefulness and just the I always call it the customer experience. Like if you can launch first and you have a good customer experience, I mean it it just is what it is. I mean, you're just you're gonna build up your market before your competitor, so to speak, builds out. And I'm looking forward to Juno uh, NFTs and stuff like that too, because I I just love NFTs, and I think it's right now the the best way to get people more involved and have fun, and also, uh, you know, just to go wherever. Like me myself, like I prefer all my NFTs to be Cosmos based, whether it's Stargaze, Stash, you know, like just any of Asset Mantle, Omniflex or whatnot. But I mean, if you have a cool community and it's like cool art and it's actually like, a, I guess I'd call it a micro economy in a sense, you know, Evmos is like, I'm looking forward to all the Evmos. Like I'm really involved with Evmos. But yeah, I mean, basically, I, I don't care what chain it's on, even if it's outside of IBC. Like if you have a cool community, it's nice art. And uh, you essentially have like a micro economy, so to speak, then I'm going to give you a look and look you up and I might buy one and then become a part of your community because it's just like, that's the way I am. I'm not going to sit there and be like, I'm only going to get NFTs on Stargaze because I think it's kind of narrow minded to do that because uh, like I, I don't get the whole maximalist viewpoint at all. Like I love our technology, but I'm not even at the permissionless event. I wasn't like, oh man, you, you know, Ethereum's horrible or AVAX is horrible. And that's not how I, I approach it because, you know, there's only, I don't know, there's so many people on the planet and not that many people are actually active in crypto. So it's like, why fight one another? You should just try to add value and bring everyone together and, and it was cool because like the event, there was a lot of teams that didn't have booths there. 
like there was uh there was ripple people there were um flare network like there was just all these other networks and they all stopped by and they were thinking about like how they can use ivc to to use their communications to get like xrp like all throughout these different ecos and i'm like yeah i mean that's just gonna bring value to everyone and and that's kind of how in my my mind that crypto will even ever get mass adopted is it just needs to be frictionless like right now it's horrible like you have to use these makeshift bridges and it's just not customer experience like i i our our families like our parents and grandparents generation they barely use the computer as it is like right now they would have zero clue what's going on so we need to make it so it's so easy and just putting everything together where they can just do one click transactions and i think the only technology that can do that is like interchain accounts and ivc so like we got to keep it going and i and we just bring value in my opinion we just bring value to every blockchain out there whether they're already in ibc or not so we just need to get everyone together not like fight each other so yeah there's a lot of walled islands at the minute exactly slowly slowly they are breaking down like um yeah they're they're slowly being broken down and this is why this is why i'm here because i kind of enjoy i like the ux of you know ibc and it's just the fact that even if you sort of ship on one chain, it doesn't mean it doesn't benefit another just because of how well connected everything is. Like, yeah, you know, it, it is. It really is. Like, it, like this is like the first time in crypto where, like, you know, it's it's not like a maximalist viewpoint. Even when I was explaining how the technology works, I, I mean, everyone, I'm not even exaggerating. I would say every single person that I spoke to, I don't even know how many people I did over a three day event, their eyes lit up like, wow, this is the future. Like they were so involved with it because they understood, you know, like if you, you want an application that's on like AVAX and then you want something that's over on like Ethereum and like, just like the friction to do all that, like IBC, you could just do it. And then especially when Interchain comes out, you're going to be able to just, you know, like you'll be on one chain and just can do any sort of contract or like anything that you want to do that's on another chain, like instantly, like that's the way it needs to be. And we're getting there. So, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Like your, your application's probably going to be able to just do whatever, like on any of the chains. So, you know, like even on osmosis, eventually when they do turn fees on, you're going to be able to use, and I'm I'm sure that's going to happen in like all the chains. You're just going to be able to use any IBC asset for like the gas. And it's already going to convert over to like whatever the default um, application wants. Cause it is kind of a bad experience. Like if you always have to go on one of the blockchains and then you have to ensure that you have dust for gas, like it would be cool, you know, like, Hey, I don't have any Juno, but I want to use your app, but I have like Osmo or I have Adam. And then like, it just does it behind the, under the hood, so to speak. Like the user doesn't need to know anything. They just do it. And then the validators get their piece and the, you know, the people stake in and all that. It just all works under the hood without people really knowing. just like when you go on the web right now and you type in whatever website, who cares what server it pins to and where it goes for? You just know that you click it, that website's going to come up and then you just do your thing. So, Yeah, yeah, I think that, yeah, no, I completely agree that it's, yeah, we need to be working to make it as frictionless as possible and we're pretty much already there. Just, yeah, I like, yeah, the gas thing was going to be huge as well. I like the, that idea of that being all behind the scenes and I think it is actually possible at the minute. I'm not saying concrete, but it's just not, there's not a smooth, there's not an easy way to do it at the minute. I think like validators have to accept certain fee denoms. I can't, someone might want to butt in and correct me if I'm being completely wrong here, but I think that's actually already a thing behind the scenes. I don't know. 
I've heard like because I, I talked to a lot of people and, and even at the permissionless event, I was talking to some people, like some developers, and I'm pretty sure that's an already thing. But yeah, I mean, obviously, it has to be enabled, you know, on on chain. You can't just do these sort of implementations without the community and everyone voting on it. But I mean, that would obviously, in my opinion, would be a yes. Maybe they just have at first just the main players like Osmo, Juno, Adam, Secret, you know, like what like the the top ones for now, and then. Over time, just like how Osmosis did super fluid staking, you know, they started off with all the the bigger tokens, the higher, I guess, the the more established, if you want to call it, uh, chains, and then you work your way to the other ones. And I think that could do the same thing with the gas. I mean, most people probably have Adam and Juno and Osmo and Secret, and you know, get on the list, and then you could just start off with say like five of them, and then um, you know, you probably would want to throw in like Ethereum based ones too, and then obviously Evmosis because that's already a, a big player already. And it's so early, but like you would have all the the big the big guys, and then okay, now now we're going to start off with these other ones, and because then there's no friction. It's like a, you 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 for certain have whatever gas to just do whatever transaction, and you just hit it, and then that's it. So that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, that's that that, that would be. Just imagine playing gas in USDC or something, because then you could actually start sit at a fixed gas cost. Yeah, that's probably going to be a thing too. And I know, like, uh, it's not a hundred percent certain, but like, Circle came to our our desk at uh, Permissionless, and I think the goal is just to get like native USDC on IBC. So, like, there's... yeah, I don't know where they're concluding with that, but that's definitely a conversation that's happening because there was talks of it being on Osmosis. There was also talks of it being on Juno, and then, then there's also the advocate that it should be on Atom because that's the you know credible neutrality. But yeah. I don't know where where it will end up, but regardless, it's a big thing. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense for them to step in because UST was gigantic so fast, and obviously UST went to shit, but like USDC, it would just make sense for them to just try to get their stable to be the main player in the whole entire IBC. I, I think it's like a bit, it just makes no sense not to as a business acumen why they wouldn't want to do that, like why Circle wouldn't want to do that. So they're smart people. I think they'll do that. But um, like back to you, like when did you decide, or how long have you been working on on building? How like when was like all uh, right, this is what so let me let me let me track back a bit. So it started right uh, probably in March, I want to say, is when we decided like we got the uh, the core set. We were literally in the Juno Discord. We were talking. Frey already had sort of a very limited contract for it with dens and then we just got talking me frey and ass weaver and then we jumped into like a dm and we started you know just shooting ideas and sort of getting the the very early sort of creator focus model of like rewards and stuff like that and then we eventually split split up into well no then we eventually were like yeah let's do this we kept on building we sort of kept in the private dm and then when we got it flushed out a bit to sort of ready to go go public we're like hmm. the longer we build we're like huh this is this this could this might actually do well and we and i the more i work on it call me biased but i actually think it is and a lot of we've got about a private test of about i want to say about 20 people using it at the minute just to, so that we can keep the core focus group and they're they're they're, they're giving us really good feedback mainly on the front end side because we want it to be as seamless as possible which is quite hard when there's a lot of blockchain transactions because, you know, it's the nature of it being quite slow as in you've got to wait for confirmations. And then, but yeah, and then we sort of split off on our Discord and then we 
decided to go public, which is when we did the airdrop announcement. No, we did the Hello World tweet, which is a funny story. I tweeted that out on my phone. I was logged in onto the Howl account while down the pub. And we got 2,000 followers in 24 hours. And my phone uh, had to be turned off for the night out that I was on. So, yeah. But that was just, that was, we were blown, we were blown away by the support. And then we went public. We mentioned the A word, which of course got us more support. And yeah, so we decided to do a name drop to Dens holders and a stake drop to those uh, staking both on May 4th, the Unity snapshot, as in the Unity block. And I think there is a tweet somewhere that says the exact block, not block height. So if you're staking on that block height, you'll get it. And if you have a name before then, or like you literally bought it just before that block, then yeah, you'll get it as well. But yeah, we it's come around quite fast, actually. We, I'm probably after the launch, I'm probably going to write a little, little piece on delivering a project because it's so true uh, that 80% of the work is actually 20% of the effort, but that final 20% takes up about the, the rest of the effort to get it to push it just over the line everyone starts struggling <laughs> not because burnout is a big thing and we have we're awful at taking breaks but we're slowly getting better um it's just that like you you deliver most of it and it's just you keep on having to tweak you know we're going through testing at the minute we're like tweaking but someone's like oh this doesn't make sense to me we're like oh no that's a valid point so yeah this this final 20 percent which I would say we're firmly in. We're firmly in, like getting it, getting it sort of finalized. Uh, the, uh, the, yeah, it's just getting it over the line and getting it ready. But yeah, we'll, we'll probably go public test soon, just to make sure on testnet, just to make sure that like if it can handle load and stuff like that. How does it deal with you know more than twenty people using it? But yeah, we're we've, we've it's come along nicely, and I think we've probably turned around quite fast. It's just this last bit, you know which is always just how it is. I think anyone who's worked on a project can definitely relate. I love that 2080 because that's so true. And then, yeah, burnout is a real thing. So I already had planned, this was pre-UST Luna crash. I already had planned like, all right, this up, <laughs> I was like, all right, my, my, my body or like that universe or something was trying to tell me like, hey, get out of this UST Luna. Cause I was already going to do it for the Evmos, but like the Evmos got uh, delayed and all that. So like, unfortunately I had multiple chances to get out of that position, but anyhow, my, my body was like, all right, I'm kind of burnt. Cause I, cause I just go hard. Like everyone else in crypto, you go like 12, 15 hours a day. And then like, you just can't shut your mind off. Like sometimes I would wake up in the middle of the night at the piss and then I'll have some cool idea or something, and then I can't shut my mind off. And then I'll just get up. I'm like, all right, turn my computer back on and do whatever. And then it's like three hours of sleep, four hours of sleep. And if I get six hours on, a, on an average day during the week, it's like I'll, I'll, I'll take it because I just basically don't sleep enough, which is, which is bad. But um, that's neither here nor there. I, I totally get the burnout part of it. But, yeah, you just need to just like recharge, and it's so hard to do it. And as you guys, like it's, you know, it's, it's even harder because you're trying to get your, you know, you want to make it perfect. Like everything is like perfection. And yeah, it's almost our love child at this point. Like we're like tweaking it, you know, we don't like people saying stuff can be improved about it, but we have to respect the fact that, you know, there's, there are going to be UX tweaks, which are going to happen even post launch that, that stuff has to be ironed out. But yeah, like it's, uh, it's been really eye opening and just to give a scale. So we've got three main founders and like, like only one other like main contributor so far on the repo so we're literally like four guys building so 
that that gives a scale on the sort of the, the the team if you can even call it that that we're working with but yeah we we like what we do and we're going to try and deliver the best that we can and hopefully it goes well who knows so are you guys initially were you messing around on solidity then came over to rust like how'd that work I've never written a line of solidity in my life. I think it's a, <laughs> I think it's a piece of shit. I'm going to be real, but... Yeah, I yeah, think so too, um, but it's just so big, you know? No, like, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I respect anyone who chooses to write in solidity, but that's... But yeah, so to give my sort of onboarding, I, I'm i actually a... I mean, well, I I literally just finished uni, like a few... Uh, literally last week. Um, so... I just jumped straight in. I spoke with Wolf and then he linked me up with Jake, uh, as in uh, Core One Jake. And I was like, hey, <clears throat> I have um, some technical know how. How can I like contribute? Because I've got some capacity. This is when uni wasn't busy. Maybe, maybe the biggest mistake. But um, yeah. And then he got me set up with the Dowdow guys. I started contributing there. That's how I met the fray. And then eventually, how came about. But then uni got busy. So try juggling like three different projects. One of them is like quite real life and the other two are just crypto. So guess what my priorities were? But no, yeah, none of, everything, everything worked out in the end. You know, lots of sleepless nights, but here we are. So I get questions quite often. I mean, I kind of have them on my, my own brain is where's like a good, like just someone that doesn't have a clue how to code like myself, but I want to learn like what's, especially for Russ. Cause like, I think uh, like you were saying about Russ and I've, I've had conversations even at permissionless. I spoke to this guy that was like in his fifties and he was a genius and he's built in every single language pretty much ever. And, uh, he, he was saying like Russ, he was just saying the same thing about Russ. And that's actually why he came over to osmosis initially. It was about like smart contracts and Rust, And he was telling me about it. And, uh, like, what's a good, I, I don't know, a, a resource for, for learning how to code in Rust? Yeah, so I didn't actually probably use a resource, but that's because I've done, I've sort of been coding for four years now. So I sort of, I can just pick up a language and start playing with it, even if I don't need to. But there's, in my Cosmosm tutorial, I did link a few like crash courses. I'm one of those people that if, when I first was picking it up, I actually picked up programming from coding old school RuneScape bots in Java, which seems to be, everyone starts coding by hacking, I think. Like everyone cheats in a video game or something. And then, um, but yeah, and then, but what I did was sort of just, uh, in those, they're all video format because that's how I, I can't really read from a screen much. Like I get very fatigued when doing that. But what I do is just, what my advice I'll give is find a YouTube playlist, a crash course or whatever, and watch it but also just make sure you're um doing it while you're watching you're not just watching it you're also doing because then you're covering you know two of the key ways you learn which is you know there's the kinesthetic learner which is learn by doing and then there's also the learners that learn by you know uh, by sort of watching and if you cover those two you'll probably actually pick it up because you've got it and then what i say is when the crash course is over just try and add something to it like don't just follow the tutorial and then be done when the tutorial is done try and like add a twist to it because then that pushes you the next bit that you're you're expanding you're pushing your comfort zone and that's when you're truly learning is when you're pushing your comfort zone yeah i know myself i i learn from just doing things i've always been that way or or, or someone shows me like if, he, if typically 
I have a pretty good memory. So like if you show me something or tell me something, I usually remember it. And, uh, or if I see it, visualize it, I usually can remember Like I don't, I may forget your name if I see you in life, real life, but I will never ever forget your face. Like I I'll see someone and I'll be like, man, I know I've seen that person somewhere before, whether like, like these people that I met in permissionless, I might forget a lot of their names, but if I ran into them three years from now at some random event, I'm going to remember their face, maybe not their name, but yeah, for like coding, I just don't have the time, but I really want to, because I think that's like the next step for me, because I want to be in crypto and Web3 forever. I'm 36. I want to just do this the rest of my life. So it'd be cool to be able to just build something. And I know on the Cosmos Space team, we're trying to get a website together and we want to have as many resources as possible for like every little niche in crypto. So that would be cool to try to. I guess have uh, the best the best videos on YouTube and resources all in one place and just have it there for people because you know that's the way this gets even better. Someone out there may have like the coolest idea in the community right now but maybe not necessarily a coder and uh you can learn it or or collaborate and find someone that could do it for you. So kind of looking to try to do stuff like that too because I think uh Rust is obviously like you were saying I I've heard this from everyone so I can't vouch myself but you know it's like solidity is like really antiquated and rust is the future so you know i want to learn how to do stuff like that too and, I, and i've had people dm me and ask me questions like hey you know I, I how where do i find resources and i just haven't had the time to kind of just like put like the best playlist together or resources under one roof i'm sure someone out there probably has and if you are listening you want to dm me and i can just like put something together for everyone so they when i get asked that question in the future i could just like send them that way so to speak but that's that part of it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you told me about like the background so people understand like why you came up with this, why you guys came up with this idea and, and your vision for it. And I'm, I'm really intrigued about it. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. So thank you for sharing that. No worries. Yeah. We, we just, we're like, we, we want, we want people to engage with it and that is, that will define the success for it as well. But we think that it's the best community to do it in because it, everyone engages, you know, that, you you can see that by the governance, you know, the ninety percent turnouts. But yeah, people people will engage with it and it's then up to us of, of how do we how do we retain these users, how do we keep them, which is, you know, any sort of project launch in a way. It's all about user retention. Yeah, and I'll say this right now with, with high confidence in uh I'm I'm gonna just put a disclaimer out. So I do own quite a few Juno. I got it when it was like back in the day when it first was launched on Osmosis. It was at the time, I don't know, maybe Osmosis was like four or five dollars a pop, maybe five. And Juno was actually less than it. And I ran it up and, and, uh, you know, when 16 happened, I kind of moved, moved a lot of my position out into other assets in IBC, but I still own quite a few that I stake. And it's just like my forever bag. And I don't want to say I have the highest confidence in Juno, I'm not going to say that I do or don't. Uh, it's still too to be determined. But I will say that the community out of all the IBC communities was probably the most passionate and loyal. <laughs> like, I don't really tweet that much stuff out about Juno, but I know when I do, I get I get more action. than like, if I, if I was smart, I probably would just focus a lot of my content on Juno because I get a lot of traction with Juno uh, tweets and things like that. And so that's a good sign, though, as like, because, you know, obviously you need a strong community and Juno may have the strongest community in all of IBC. I'm not even going to lie about that. I really, really feel confident about that. Even when it, you know, went from 40, I think it was like 45 all the way down to where it's at now. Like people just haven't lost 
um, confidence in it. I know Clay, Clay's a part of the team and Clay loves Juno. It's like, I, I, I struggle sometimes because it's like, it's obviously it has so much potential and we're looking for things to be built on it. And maybe some of the things from Terra will come over and, and bring, you know, I know Loop's coming over. Will bring a lot more value to the Juno token and the Juno ecosystem, and I think it can. I just I'm I'm like all right, I don't I don't see it yet, but you know, like w- what you guys are doing is obviously huge and b- adds a lot of value. And like I said, the community is just is good. Like the, I've even you know when 16 happened and all you know all the negativity for people from people like a lot of the Juno people are like, look, this is good. This is why. And, you know, so I, I, I have confidence in Juno because the community is so strong. It's just, it's really, really strong community. Yeah. I think this summer will be sort of the, uh, the, it'll be where that it will, will there be gaps coming? And I think there will be, cause I mean, I'm building one so that I can say that there are, but yeah, we'll see. Cause that, that's what it is at the end of the day. I'm not going to promise that, you know, it's going to be amazing. There's going to be 200 daps by the end of the summer because that's just not what I do. But there is, I think WindDAO is literally launching tomorrow. And I think they're on Juno, right? Or at least they've got some airdrop to Juno stakers. And then there's Juno Juicer, which is Tornado Cash on Juno. They're on Testnet right now. I'm just going through ones I know of. There's, of course, already uh, Dens, which what we're building on from. And yeah, and we've got a bunch of cool stuff planned. We, 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 will, we will eventually uh reveal our roadmap for probably close to when how launches we do it's not going to be we deliver and we're done onto the next we do have some longer term goals and more more types of content to support so we will carry on building from that nice yeah i mean i just i have a stake position i i'm in a few different pools on juno swap the juno raw i think juno osmo Juno Netta, Juno Adam. So I just like compound. I, I haven't been compounding in those pools. I've been just kind of swapping the Juno and just staking it and hoping for the best. Because uh, I mean, like I said, the community is strong. And I, like I said, I don't really put as much Juno content out as I do with others, but I can tell you when I do, there's just a lot of action, a lot of traction. So there's a lot of believers and it just makes me bullish on it because the community is so strong. So, you know, and we, like I said, you what you're just saying right there, once it all starts to come to play, then it seems like it's like a trickle down effect. Once there's more usefulness and applications and utility, then it seems like other other things just magically pop up. So, I'm looking yeah, and it. and Juno isn't even one year old yet, right? Like, like it's it's yeah, it's like eight months, nine months, something close to that, maybe. But we're we're approaching its first birthday, right? Fairly yeah. certain, but we're not there yet. So it is still young, and I mean, it has yeah. Stuff will come. It's just like people. Well, well, like I said with the eighty twenty rule, there's probably actually a name, like an official theory for that. But there's a lot. The getting it over the line and getting it delivered is the hardest part. And there will be there will be projects that are like yeah, we're building on Juno, and they just never come come around. And yeah, and a lot of people from an investor standpoint, which is probably where I differ in my uh, sort of investing psychology as a builder, is that. A lot of people don't value DApps unless they're a token because that's how they see the value. For example, like DowDow doesn't have a token, but it's like one of the best DApps on Juno. And what what that'll change is we have, well, of course, we've spoken about the hypothetical token. And we've also, that one of the main things that I'm excited for that is interchain accounts because then that allows, you know, DAOs on Juno to, Jake, Jake says, I'll be the treasury on Juno swap. 
which is sort of a meme. I feel like we need to turn that into a copy pasta. We need to turn that into like a great copy. LP their treasury on Juno Swap. Like that just needs to be a copy pasta now. But it, it, it will happen and it, it'll happen sooner than people think. And that's, you know, that allows people to sort of manage positions as a group. And that's pretty cool. But yeah, a lot of people don't, a lot of people just ask when token, sort of when free money, because it's sort of the entitlement that the nature of these communities has created, dare I say, which might give me some backlash, but I don't care. You're getting free money, so you can fuck off. Um, yeah, there you go. There's my opinion on it. But I just laugh at people don't see in real life, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, no, everyone says I'm actually quite funny, so yeah. But it's just how it is, right? There's There's value there, and a lot of people won't see it without a token telling them because they're not the ones sort of seeing that value but uh there will be projects with tokens and howl has got that right at the core but yeah like tokens are coming you know dApps are coming use cases are coming tooling is coming a lot of stuff is coming and again i this summer will will prove it and we've seen a few projects already speaking about migrating over the loop guys being the main ones and that will come around sooner than people will think yeah i really like the loop team we've had We've had Tom and, and Simon, both Simons on the show before. Like This is back when they were in Terra. And uh, we just we, we had no clue, obviously, that, that what was going to happen, what was going to take place. But that's what's so cool about IBC is that if something bad like that happens, I mean, they could just, just migrate over to another blockchain. It's, you know, we're all communicating with one another. So, But, yeah, I, I like the Loop team. I'm, I'm interested to see what that's going to you know look like if it's just going to be kind of like the same but just with the juno token i know that those guys are smart and that not only that that they're really core community members like a lot of the things that they were doing that brought my attention to them is like the things that they were doing for the community all the education and uh just like the, just basically the the value that they were doing it wasn't necessarily just the decks like hey just use this and do swaps like they were trying to do a lot of things for the community and uh and like i said juno is all about the community that's one thing i've learned about juno it's like like we all say about the community and they're all strong they really are and i have no incentive to say this but like the juno community to me in my opinion is probably just one of the if not the strongest it, it's maybe adam at, because it, there's a lot of people that are you know adam ogs and I love Adam. Right now, the the token I don't necessarily see the the value technically in it. I do own quite a few, uh, quite a few Adams. So I try to always figure out like what the, what the value is. I haven't seen it yet, but I think that that will take place. But the people with Juno, the community, they're just loyal. They're they're basically ride or die, and uh, they got their back. So, and there's a lot of them. So I'm looking forward to. It. I think it'll it'll really come to play a lot. And it sounds funny. It's like the NFTs. Like the NFTs is, or in my way, in my vision is a way for people to not only have fun, but to kind of like, you know, talk to one another in a way, in a sense. Yeah, so, it's very accessible. That yeah. like NFTs are very accessible. Like they're very easy to explain. That's sort of, I think I saw Josh from Kepler again speak about how it's a great onboarding to get them into the space because it's it's visual. A lot of them are visual right now, right? Like as in you can see it. You know, it's not just some some like num like there's not numbers. There's a picture associated with it and stuff like that, and it's very accessible. Like you can, like you can see. You're like, oh, I like the look of that. Like I actually went, I went and done bought some NFTs on uh, Ethereum recently. Uh, but yeah, that purely because I like the art, and that's why I see. It. I don't see them as investments. I see them just. I was like, oh, that's cool. Time to time to grab that. 
Yeah, that's how I am. I, I have my goal. It's a it's not a financial advice goal for people out there listening, but I, I want to get an NFT on every chain. Like I just do. It's probably a stupid goal of mine, but it's it's to the point where I mean, I, not every chain, but like all the chains that I think that are kind of going to be around. I mean, not, maybe some of them don't and it's just a stupid investment and I lose my money. But I think I've spent my money on dumber shit in my life. But uh yeah, I, I want an NFT, like, and not only just an NFT, I want one that I think that's like a cool community and has like a utility and so, sort of like a micro economy to be a part of. I've been looking everywhere. Like I've been recently, I've, I was drinking, I think Friday night, I was messing around on Crow. I have zero, I still didn't buy one yet, but I want to get one on Crow. Like I want to get one on like every chain just because it's just like kind of cool. It's like if I meet someone at an event, and they're there from whatever, whatever chain. I could be like, oh, look, I got this NFT on, on this chain. How, what about you? And it's just like a, it's a talking point. And yeah, I, I firmly believe in the future, like NFTs are going to be everything. We have to like touch the precipice of like what an NFT really can be. I mean, we have ideas, but, and then we're also, a lot of the conversations we have are about like metaverse and futuristic kind of ready player one type deal. And if that was, if that were to take place in the future, I mean, it's going to happen on IBC because of all the communication and, and the lack of friction. It's just like, to me, that's going to happen one day. I don't know how long it's going to take. If we ever will have the computational power, I don't know if it'll ever truly be fully decentralized because of how much, like I said, how much computational power it would entail. But it would be cool to have like your cool ass PFP. Like I like this orbital ape and I could just use it to like, just in interact with all these different chains. Like, Oh, I want to go over on Juno and do this. And then I, you can like get in your spaceship or something and fly over. Like when you go on mint scan and you could see all like the different planets to how they're all connected, it'd be so cool and badass. Like, all right, I want to go over to secret network to do this. And I could just like fly my like spaceship over <laughs> to it and do stuff. It would be so cool to do something like that. And I think I, it could happen in the future, but you know, I don't, I, I know we've had Carter and I, I, uh, really like Carter and he was talking about like how much computational power that would entail. And I don't know if it could be truly fully decentralized without using sort of like a centralized figure as well, like AWS or whatnot, but that'd be pretty badass. But it looks like we had, if you, if you guys just to reset the room, if you have any questions for Caleb or any of us, you can raise your hand. I know I had a few different speakers uh, request to come up. If you want to raise your hand, can you guys hear me still? Yeah, I'm yeah. going to start calling you Calum now too, dude, just because. It's so weird that you, you, by complete coincidence, you just call me by my Steam name, but I just go off when I play games like CSGO. Like, that's so, it's not even like, that's just what I go by on Steam. So, yeah, I actually just answer to both, apparently. I mean, if you're a, if you're in this space, you just got to go by your, whatever your, your name is. Like, in real life, to be honest with you, like even pre-college, and I'm getting older now, but I've always went by Haas. So, you know, when I first made, you know, like Twitter and all that, I'm like, oh, I'll just throw Cosmos in front of it because I really like Cosmos. And I mean, at the event, it's funny. So it was actually a good marketing tool. I didn't mean for it to be that, but I was the only person out of like, I don't know, say 8,000 people that had their lanyard with their like badge on it. Everyone else had like their real name. <laughs> I had Cosmos Haas. And I had so many people come up to me like, is that your real name? I was like, no, I, it should be there. <laughs> and so many people were like, oh, you're, you're Cosmos. I'm like, no, I'm not Cosmos. But that's, it, you know, my my first name's re in real life is Jay. But I mean, it sounds cooler to call me like Haas or Cosmos Haas at, at like an event. Jay's boring. So 
you know, whatever you're, whatever you go by, you know, like tricky just goes by tricky. <laughs> I'm gonna have to reveal my real name to you guys in Austin. It'll probably slip. You don't have to dox your last name. Though. It's, it's not required. I'm not going to do like a social security background check on you or anything. The, the funniest thing. So for one of my tickets or passes for something we're going to, one of them, uh, my first name is Tricky. And then I usually, for all my passes, I put dot just for my last name, just because one of them, for some reason, has my last name. So it says Tricky and then my last name. And I'm like, what the? Yeah. So, yeah. Doc, I'm like, you gotta change that. Mine's Cosmos Haas and everything. Like I literally filled out every party. There's so many of them, and they're you know the tickets, and it was just Cosmos, and then my last name is in bull or all capitalized too. It's Haas. <laughs> it's like, it's funny because like the permissionless event was like real legit, and it just says Cosmos Haas on it. It's just it's funny as shit. I'm telling you, so many people would ask me. It was like it was actually a good conversational starter. I had a lot of people. Oh, is your name Cosmos Haas? I'm like, no, but. It is in, uh, in Web3. Like, who cares a shit what my real name is? It's This is what my real name is in real life, so who cares? But yeah, it's going to be fun, man. It's just a lot of standing. Hopefully, we don't have to stand as much as I had to at the permissionless event. I thought I felt like I was going to blow my right knee out after the third day just standing so much, my right knee. I was there, so the, the event was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I swear it was still like Saturday, Sunday, and I was just chilling the, the, those days. Like I went to the beach and just kind of hung out with my wife, and my right knee was so sore. I was like, holy hell, man, I never stood that much in my life. It was like, I don't know, at least eight hours each day, minimum, probably even longer than that, just standing without moving around, too. It's like, you, we weren't able to walk around as much because there were so many people at our booth. It would have been different if I was able to like walk around more, so to speak, but whatever man it was awesome i'll do it again just deal with it well if anyone has questions i know some people asked to, re- to, to speak and then they got rugged or something i don't know what happened so callum did you go over like the relationship between hal and dns oh uh, yeah no let's actually touch on that ask a question so you know how twitter lets you you know you can be logged into multiple accounts and it's sort of like a two two click switch you know your sort of dens names they that's effectively the same thing you can have two different profiles on the same wallet as long as you if that wallet holds two different names right they're your two profiles you can use from that wallet so you can have like i could have my main callum name and then i could also have my burner account like also from the same wallet but it'll all be tied back to the wallet at the end via the blockchain because of course that's how you're making transactions but you can have like two different feeds from your wallet and they'll have like distinct followers following and stuff like that. So they'll have distinct feeds. So is like, let's say we get, I haven't, I haven't purchased one yet, but what is it all going to have? Is it going to have all your wallet addresses on it? No, no, no. So, uh, because it's an NFT, the name itself is an NFT. You're, it'll, it'll, it'll be held in your wallet. Right. And there's, um, you can attach some metadata to the NFT, like some names and some social links and stuff like that. But yeah, it, it would just be it would just be associated to the wallet that it's in. Like, there's no way we can determine everything. So yeah, and that's not the goal. But but it it acts like an NFT. It sits in your wallet. Like I have I have multiple wallets that I keep a bunch of stuff in. So like I will just have to switch wallets. But also within the wallet, you can also switch the names if you hold two names in a wallet. Yeah, and anyone out there listening, I highly recommend. Uh especially if you plan on being in crypto for a long time, you should probably have multiple wallets. Like I think I have like five, I'm not saying you need five wallets, but you should definitely have a few, you know, 
maybe one is like your oh shit wallet another one's like you're i'm not touching anything in here wallet um and yeah, then, keep a cold cold wallet that you only plug in every so often keep it yeah. like on your bedside table or in like a safe because that's what i'm like and then have your seed phrase in a bank vault and then have another seed phrase in a different bank vault in case one of the banks burns down that's the level of paranoia i'm at yeah i totally i totally agree like my computer so like for security purposes, I have like malware bytes running all day long and it's a, it's in the background. So I don't even get the stupid notification saying it's scanned my computer. I think it scans like every 20 minutes. And then since like I do a lot of like, I don't want to say necessarily just like promotions, but I interact with a lot of different people and some people will try to like scam me and send me bullshit like a mal- like malware or whatever. Like that, I could tell because like they're just not, not I don't want to say not smart because obviously they're have to be a little bit intelligent to do what they're trying to do but they try to send me bullshit and i you know i scan it and then even if it's like a link if someone ever and this goes for anything even if you're not in crypto like if you get a random link in your email don't click it and if you're really concerned about it i use virustotal.com this is a free service just throw it up in there it'll scan like for everything it's usually pretty good it'll tell you if it's some bullshit and what's cool about malware bytes it's i i'm not i'm not paid by them or anything i just like their service i think i paid 40 dollars for like a year or maybe two years total and um even if i try to go on like a bullshit website it'll like not even let me it'll say like this is you know pretty much bullshit don't click it don't go on a site and then you have to like go out of your way to like accept and then you have to like do this other tab where it won't, it won't even let you go on there so it's like good to have because you don't want your computer to, to be screwed by some idiot. Uh, so I, I just have that all the time. But yeah, it, as for the wallets, it's always good. I mean, even hypothetically, you know, like if you had cash, you wouldn't want all your cash to be in one spot. You wouldn't want to have like backups, you know, like if you purchase gold, like it'd be stupid to have all your gold in one spot. Like if ever someone took it, it's like, oh, it's easy for them. You want to have, uh, you know, I, I, I want to say, um, the word I want to use right now is I can't even think, but basically you want to have um, backups that are your backups. So if anything does happen, you're not like all out, you're not all beat at once. So that's why I promote having at least two to three wallets. Like Caleb was saying, just have it so you could just. Yeah. And then have your cold wallet, your really long-term stuff, like your stuff, which is locked up and invested or whatever, or staked, like definitely keep that cold because you probably shouldn't be touching that and you shouldn't be checking that every day. But yeah, that's, that's my opinion on the security side. I say that my ledger is just next to me right here on my desk. Yeah. I have like four ledgers. (laughs) uh, Yeah. I only have the one, but this, this thing rarely gets plugged in. (laughs) this thing sits on my side and just gets more funds sent to it if i feel like i need to rebalance which is what i've been doing because i only recently got it so i need to like i've been trying to rebalance but dealing with the uh you know like the unstaking periods is so painful like you don't want to miss out on anything right so yeah, yeah like dealing with like a 28 day unbonding is so annoying but i need to get come around to it eventually yeah it, and one thing i learned too about that like fomo part of it is if you have your mindset on like an investment, just go with it. Even if something happens, like initially it was with Evmos, like it got the the chain got delayed, and I had um I think it was like Luna in Osmo, and I unbonded it ready for that day because I knew which day it was gonna initially was supposed to list and launch, and then it had, it, it got de- delayed, and then I went back into it again, 
uh, rebonded and then it, it happened again. It was like, <laughs> I got like rubbed three times for that. If I would have did any of the moves that I was going to do, I would have saved a lot of money instead of losing so much money on Luna and UST. So, you know, like my thing is I wasn't like the biggest Bitcoin advocate, but I mean, I think that's going to be around forever in my opinion, but maybe I'm wrong. So if you want to store some like on your, your cold wallet, just throw some Bitcoin in there. You should be fine. Worst case scenario goes down a little bit, but you can always throw some Bitcoin and, you know, back into, into play, so to speak. And I'm, that's probably what I'm going to start doing is every once in a while, throw some Bitcoin into the store, or it's just a cold one that I don't even care about. Like, I'm not even necessarily worried about, um, I, I'm not a big believer in some of these apps that you, you throw it in and then they hold your like Celsius and all these other ones. I, I don't, I'm not worried about whatever they promote 5%, like whatever, screw it. 5%. Yeah. It's better than nothing, but I'd rather have it in cold words. My, my crypto forever, you know, try to come get it from me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Right. Uh, sorry to sort of jump in, but I've got to jump cause I've got real life stuff that's come up. So if that's all okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i mean that you've been here for an hour man we appreciate your time and stopping by man and uh you know this goes for everyone out there if you have any questions for him i'm sure uh you can just ask us and then we yeah can we have it, the because i know you're really we have busy the how discord as well i don't know if that link that, that link works but if it doesn't ping me in uh just dm on twitter or something or just ping the howl account and i'll respond with a link but any specific queries on that i'll always respond because yeah and more information will be coming soon. We just don't want to say stuff when it's not, you know, uh, concrete. But that stuff is that stuff yeah, getting cool. sorted out, and there'll be more news from us soon. And we're sticking around. So yeah. But cheers for your time all, and hopefully I gave a good uh, a good run. But yeah, cheers. No, you did it. Well, yeah, we appreciate your time. It was great, good stuff. And um, yeah, man, that was good. You know, anytime you want to stop by, our doors are open. That was great. So appreciate your time. Yeah, Good rest of your Sunday and uh, take care. Thanks for stopping by. So we got a request. Is it Sace? I want to make sure I said that right. Sashe. No, Sashe. No. I don't see a. <laughs> I don't see an accent at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real American. Safety. <laughs> Go ahead, man. If you if you can hear us. Hey, Sashe. guys. How you doing? What's going on? What's up? Nothing. Uh, I just saw this and I. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. I was just cooking some breakfast. So I want to say hi. Uh, what, like, what are you guys talking about? Well, you missed the. We had guy tricky. I I've been talking enough. You go ahead and do your thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, we just had Callum come on from uh, How, who they're like a social blogging, like decentralized Twitter um, platform that'll be launching soon on Juno. Um, so just uh, had a little discussion about that, and here shortly we will have uh, the composable team <clears throat> coming over from uh polka dot uh gonna explain kind of some of the things they're doing um we're getting closer to having some polka dot assets over um on cosmos so we always want to stay up to date with what the composable team's got going on they're doing some crazy things with their their bridging as well too they have like a cosmosm they have cosmosm enabled on a polka dot parachain and they're also enabling ibc so it's pretty Ooh. cool to see yeah, that's really interesting. Um, yeah, so I think it's awesome what you guys are doing. And, like, I'm a part of the Loopy Lois tribe community, and we're kind of about educating, so I'll just be hanging out and listening. So maybe I'll, like, make a Medium article about this since it's breaking news and 
we could get like the whole cosmos community up to date yeah man that sounds awesome we're all about education man we've been we've been kind of grinding out for a while now and uh it's the only way we all move forward so we just have to because at the at the end of the day we're, we'd be remiss to say if the average person or new person that wants to get exposed to crypto they they type it in on, on youtube because that seems like that's probably where most people are going to initially go to i know i did for myself you're not going to find anything cosmos based basically it is what it is it's going to be ethereum and bitcoin and then if the person really wants to do their homework then maybe they'll find it but it's it's just not the reality so the more people that we can reach out to and educate and word of mouth because if someone's really intrigued maybe they tell their brother or sister or mother or father or their best friend or whatever and that's kind of the way i guess we have to approach it because we don't have all this venture capitalist money in this ecosystem but i do firmly believe that this is the right train to be on so and i think a lot of people do even developers i mean if you look at it sorry i'm a little out of breath i just ran up and down my stairs but uh <laughs> if you look at it um most of the developers in this ecosystem came over from like Ethereum. So they seen, you know, they've been through it. They understand. It's like they're, they're building from the ground up. They understood the limitations and the scaling, the scaling issues. And I firmly believe that interoperability, we nailed it. So we just got to keep, keep working and keep grinding. And the bear markets, you know, it's unfortunate. A lot of the energy isn't there but the people in this room right now they want to be here so that, that goes for like all the teams like everyone's just building right now i know we're we're trying to build i'm sure you're trying to build and yeah man if there's anything we could do for you and vice versa i'm all for it yeah like the main goal is we're coming from Terra, you know we got wrecked <laughs> but um we're trying to get like these new people that are looking for a home to Cosmos. So that's why we have like the buying your first NFT, like step-by-step -step guide, walking your hand through it. Cause sometimes new people will be interested in it and they, it sounds nice, but then they go to do it and it's this complicated process, deposit, withdraw. And they like just kind of get, they stop and they don't do it, you know? So we're trying to like really walk people's hands and our next article would be, like um, buying Atom, putting it in Kepler, depositing it to Osmosis, swapping it for stars and to buy NFTs. So like a lot of people in the PS Labs community before they're mint, they're from Terra too. So they were like, how do I buy? How do I buy? So just like this, people could Google it and it will come up and simple. And we're, and, and we're going to make a YouTube video about it too. Nice. So hopefully the vision is really soon. Probably I would feel confident by like Q1 of, of 23 that it's just going to be all one-click transactions. So all those steps that you're alluding to that would take place probably won't even have to happen. You'll be able to just one-click transaction. Okay, well, cool. You have Adam on Osmo. Who cares? Now you can just buy this NFT over on on star stargaze and it's already can convert over just like when we go on websites we type in whatever it just works we don't care that it pinged to this server than that server and all this other shit it just works and that's kind of how blockchain is going to be and why i fell completely in love and with the tech side of it i think people that completely love technology found cosmos and uh because all this is going to happen it's just a matter of time like where it's just i always call it customer experience like the customer experience is going to be amazing and it already is compared to like the rest of web3 and my whole and my whole pitch for since day one hasn't been like hey use this chain or that chain i want you to use literally anything on ibc 
And you're going to, I firmly am confident to be like, yeah, that was a good customer experience. And you're going to stick around, especially if you have any, uh, um, if, if you've been using other things outside of IBC. Because I know the first time like I used osmosis, I was like, holy hell, like, what have I been doing with my life? This was amazing. It was so smooth. It was like there was no friction. And then I started using other other stuff. And I'm like, this is awesome. You know, then when Stargaze, is, it's, it keeps improving. And I think the vision with all these chains, it's going to be like a super app chain. Like Juno is going to be a super app chain. Osmosis is going to be a super app chain. Like uh, Stargaze is going to be a super app chain. It's going to have everything on it. Like it's going to be all one click transactions. You're not going to have to be like, well, I need to send my stars over to Osmosis. Like you're just going to be able to do all of it. And uh, and that starts even from like we have Axlar. So like I think that's going to be like the way messages communicate with one another from like other chains outside of IBC. Or like if you bought Ethereum on Coinbase and you're like, hey, I want to get some exposure over and uh, you know whatever chain that's in IBC, you're just going to be able to do it, and it'll, and you won't even know what's going on and like how it got sent over. Just like we don't know when you go on a website, like if you you want to look up some sports and you go on like ESPN.com, you don't give a shit like why why it worked. You just know it's going to work, and I think that's what we're we're all trying to do here. So I think we're all we're all good, man. Like the the Terra Eco, like what happens, unfortunate. I know I was in mourning for about a whole week after that happened. And then uh but it it is what it is, man. We just gotta keep moving forward. It sucks, but the 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 people that are building on Terra, they can just easily move over to whatever chain that's in IBC already. And then the community, same thing. It's just like it's it's unfortunate, but hey man, we're all our we call it the IBC gang for a reason. Not everyone in the gang's probably gonna make it, but we all got each other's back. So that's my little rant. <laughs> yeah, hey uh Sace, I think we actually are expecting you and we gave you the invite to come on our NFT chill and chill uh on Tuesday. So uh we hope to see you there. Yeah, but I won't miss that. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And and then as for like uh is it is it Shasha or is it Sash? Like how do you say it? Oh, it's like Sachi, like Versace. Okay, no, I Sachi. told you, but he does. I, I, I need the accent, man. I'm too American for that. You know what I mean? I'm too, I'm too uh, redneck or something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but no, uh, we we also do. What is it? Tricky? Like, is it Sunday nights at eight? Is that when we try to do like the tutorial shows? I'm so brain dead right now. Um, just for like basic like onboarding, we do the the boot camp with Timmy on Wednesdays at I think it's what eight, eight, eight central there's an eight central or no it's eight eastern eight, eight eastern. eastern so that would be what uh, my, my my brain's dead right now i don't even know what utc that is right now but but yeah i mean we do those wednesday nights and then we try to do tutorial shows so i mean even if we can all try to get together sometime on a, on a show or you you pin us or ping us or whatever we can try to help too but yeah i mean that's important because like the people in here probably already have exposure. They know what they're doing, but we need to get that. The goal is to get more people in here. And like I said, you know, NFTs are a great way to do that. Like I love NFTs and I don't have, I don't care what chain it's on anymore. It's like, even if it's out, I, outside of IBC, like I'm going to be more hesitant, but I have found like some cool ones on Solana. Like, uh, you know, I'm just, my goal, it's a, it's a silly goal. And I don't think anyone else should try to emulate this is, but I want like an NFT on every chain that I think is a good chain that has a future. So that's kind of like my little deal, but NFTs are a great way to get people onboarded to different ecosystems for sure. Yeah. Like 
that's just a great idea because it's just the marketability is the only problem with the cosmos really uh they had like even shane talked about it uh that there's like kind of an issue with it i think stars has a great marketability and um like coming from new platforms this is like really attractive i think and because it's so early so people have like great arbitrage you could do like a lot of arbitrage um just from like binance and osmosis and staking opportunities like you can stake some evmos and get even other some other coins like crow and stuff it's just like so much cool stuff that you really have to be like tapped in the whole community 24 7 like like my like my man grits <laughs> But um, yeah, we we just want to make it simple and like make a short article and just tell you guys here it is and it will grow the community and like a lot of new people will grow and we're already early. So I think this is just like a great position we're in. We see all these mints on PS Labs and Pepe and they're all selling out and people are loving it. It's just a great community here. Yeah, I love NFTs, man. It's funny that I don't know when my first NFT was. It was the re- it was the Secret Punks and then the Redacted Club. So that was for sure less than one year ago today because I essentially really haven't been in crypto beyond that. Like I was messing around with crypto, but not like heavily involved. So if you'd have told me like a year ago, like, hey, man, like you're going to have NFTs and be like enamored with NFTs, I'd be like, you're an idiot. But uh, yeah, I mean, once I like started to do it, I understood like uh, – like what's better, you know, hey, you're, you're going to spend 100K or whatever the, 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 if you're in a country club for golf, you know, you spend this yearly uh, membership, right? And it's like every time you go golf, you got to pay for a green fee or if you want to have dinner, you got to pay for that. And then, hey, guess what? At the end of the year, you got to fork up another 100K or whatever, whatever the membership is or as opposed to some of these communities, not all of them, but you, you find the really good ones. And it's like a one-time fee. You know, you get a piece of art. And a lot of times the vision of these different communities is essentially to have like a microeconomy that now you can be part of for a one-time fee and be that exclusivity to be a part of that community. Like I know I'm in a few different ones like that. Anon one is like the OG mint of Secret Network. And within that, there's private metadata that you can you can basically verify your PFP on their chain and it automatically allows you access to like their private Telegram group. And then within that Telegram group, I'm talking about like every single person that started up when like so secret used to be called Enigma and it was built on Ethereum. And then it came over to IBC and became its own chain called Secret Network. And there's a lot of big brains that are behind that and smart people. And you could just go in the chat whenever you want, even if you don't. Like, I've been so busy, I haven't been as involved with the chat room lately. But it's really busy and active. And not only that, you could just go in and read people's conversations. And the conversations are just, they're great. And, like, you can learn so much just from reading. And that all comes part of just basically that one-time fee to, to you know, um, buying that NFT. And it's like, it's almost like college tuition in a sense. It's like, I, I paid this, you know, get this one-time fee and now I could just, my brain could just get, I could just learn so much just from doing that. And that happens with all these different communities. Like there's so many communities and maybe it's not even just about crypto. Just there's some, there's a few people in there that are, you know, really bright on whatever topic. Now you can just learn just from doing that. And um, that's just one cool feature 
of, of NFTs. You know, we haven't even, I said this earlier, we haven't even touched the precipice of like what an NFT really can be. And I think in the future, an NFT could be everything, you know, like your registration to your vehicle, your home, your deeds, like all this stuff. And uh, with like secret network, that can all be possible. I don't know if you're real familiarized with it or not, but basically secret network is, it's like having Monero, uh, Atom, uh, and, and Ethereum, like kind of all bunched up in, in one, one crypto because it's it's privacy by default. So like not every transaction is private. It is in a sense, but you can still re- produce your records. So like that's that's one cool thing with Secret. And like Secret basically can help out all these different chains in IBC and, and, and you have uh, added value to it. And I think that's what's really fascinating about IBC is that we're all connected, we're all in it together, but also like it's each chain can, it, if it, it can basically add value to the other chains. And cause, because everything communicates and there's no friction and it's amazing to see this. Even with the communities, like it's like, okay, you're part of this community, but you're not a maximalist. You understand like, oh, this is what we're trying to nail this technology, but also you guys have this, like how can we build and how can we add value to one another? And that's what, I haven't found that until I found IBC. Yeah, well, um, well, we have the uh, the composable team up here. So, Sache, we'll see you on Tuesday um, for the NFT show and chill space. Um, yeah, but- yeah, guys, like this is awesome. Um, so happy to meet you guys before like we do the spaces, and um, like I'm super excited and uh, good luck with this. And I'll stick around and listen to this this new project. Sounds intriguing. So yeah, go ahead, Composable. We had you guys on before, and I just wanted to preface this conversation off with at per- permissionless. I met a few of the people from uh, uh, Moonbeam. They were great people. Good, good stuff. It was a lot of fun. Uh, they had the second coolest shirts behind Osmosis, and it was a really and that's that's not that's not a knock on them because their shirts were pretty badass too. But uh, yeah. And I know you guys will be able to bring over their token and bring it over to IBC. So go ahead and do your thing. Appreciate you guys stopping by. Hello, sirs. <clears throat> Great to be here again. Um, yeah. We're actually going to be in the central in Austin this upcoming week as well. I'm giving a keynote on Tuesday. So yeah, we're just like excited to keep, spreading the gospel of IBC to as many ecosystems as possible. So let me just hop in. Are you guys just, uh, are you guys going to have any merch or what? Um, yes, definitely. Okay. Good. Everybody loves our t-shirts because I think our brand is pretty unique, obviously. Oh man, I'll, maybe I'll rock one of them to the parties. I'll come over and get a, get a shirt from you. We're all going to be there. So nice. Oh yeah. Go ahead. I just wanted to say that because it's like the big thing at these events. Like whoever has the coolest shirts is going to get the most traction than most people ever to it. So for sure, yeah, no, um, yeah. Today also we have Code Jug, um, our lead on XCVM. He can go ahead and introduce himself as well. Yes, please do so. Just uh, yeah, just introduce yourself. And I know some people may have been in the. We had that Cosmos and Polkadot show a while back, so maybe some are familiarized. But if you guys wanted to do your thing and just explain what you're trying to do, kind of from the the bottom up, I'd appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so in general, like, what is Composable all about? Um, really, so I I guess there's like the high level idea, and then I can sort of go further 
further into it as well. But the general idea of composable is we've reached the point in DeFi where there's primitives on pretty much every single ecosystem. Um, and now we sort of need interoperability, like infrastructure around this concept of interoperability for not only extending this interoperability, but also creating an orchestration layer as well so that chains can talk to each other but also do higher order things such as getting protocols to talk to each other. Um, and that is essentially Composable's entire mission. We're building interoperable infrastructure for modular DeFi, which essentially means we view blockchains as environments where specific functions can occur and Composable provides the uh, orchestration layer and the interoperability extension um, to be able to have these different functions across multiple ecosystems be able to compose into higher order functions. Um, so in general, we sort of focus on two core things. Um, piece number one, we're extending IBC to multiple ecosystems, uh, first being Polkadot. So we're bringing, we're building the first bridge between Cosmos and the Polkadot ecosystem. So extending IBC there, um, also building a bridge to near. So extending IBC to near. after that, we intend to extend IBC to um, Polygon, et cetera. But this is really exciting because this is the first time that IBC would be used in a non-Cosmos SDK chain environment. So that's kind of one of our major Near-term missions is to get people thinking about IBC being used outside of just Tendermint consensus environments. Um, and then as a result of this extensibility and the work we're doing to extend interoperability across multiple ecosystems, we then are building what's called XCVM. So cross-chain virtual machine, essentially you can think of them as cross-chain smart contracts. So writing something like a leveraged yield farming application uh, allows you to basically break up um, you know, where the yield farming is occurring, where the leverage is taken from, uh, where the yield could be harvested from and have these things essentially get spread out across multiple chains through the use of XCBM by writing a single application and deploying it on our on our chain and tapping into IBC uh, to basically have these different pieces talk to each other. Um, so hopefully that wasn't super technical, but essentially like our mission is very simple, right? Like just composability. We talk a lot about interoperability, but who cares about interoperability if you can't actually do things with it, if you can't actually aggregate markets, if you can't actually create new yields based on market inefficiencies that can be, uh, you know, reduced by having essentially data flow from ecosystem to ecosystem. Um, and so we are the thinkers that are saying, okay, we have all this infrastructure. IBC is the end state of interoperability. There's no need to reinvent the wheel. Um, let's now take this primitive and extend it to as many ecosystems as possible and then create a methodology with which things can move from just, yeah, we're just a DEX on one chain to now, you know, imagine being able to trade or facilitate a trade on, 
you know, 30 or 40 different chains all with one click. Um, or for instance, have a general collateral account on one chain and be able to take out a loan on any chain that IBC interacts with. Or imagine, for instance, interchain accounts being extended to other ecosystems beyond you know, Cosmos SDK chains. Um, these are all things that are possible with XCBM. And I think like people don't really understand what this actually means, but composability really is just the idea of the biggest UX improvement for users in crypto period. Um, no longer thinking about which, which chain you're on, no longer thinking about you know how to actually do something, but rather thinking about what you want to do and having the rest essentially get abstracted away. Um, I'll stop with my rant there. <laughs> no, it was good stuff. I mean, I couldn't agree with you anymore because at the end of the day, <clears throat> you have to look at it as like an investor standpoint who really cares about interoperability if there's no reason to add value to something else outside of what you're doing and with it being more feasible and the word composable you know is perfect for that you know now you can do a one-click transaction you know you're the the end goal and i was preaching this at permissionless is we want to make it so, okay, you're cool. You have this cool application or this cool, whatever you're doing on Ethereum, but you're like, look, man, there's something over on that chain that's badass and I want to just be able to do it. Well, there's just so much friction right now and, and it's just annoyance, you know? So like I'm all for, I, I guess it would be like almost a metaphor is building the infrastructure, the roads. Like right now with like crypto, it's almost like, uh we'll just use like america you came over here there was no roads there was nothing and it was like then it was dirt and then it was like this and now now you know we have we have all this infrastructure and it's kind of the way to look at it in in web3 and in cryptos now we need all those new roads and we need all these this easy way to do things and i think what you guys are doing is like oh, it's amazing and it, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to do that like hey man like there's something cool over on here or there's something cool over here and just being able to do it without technically knowing how how that even worked you know like, i always say that i was saying it earlier like right now on web 2 you just do stuff and you don't give a shit like why it works it just works and that's what we need to do for web 3 is to be able to just do shit it works and who gives a shit how it works, but it works. And um, having said that now, like what I'm, I'm assuming like with like tokenomics, like how would that work? I know in, interchain at the end of the day, the goal is to be able to convert things over into whatever particular asset without even realistically the, the user even knowing that. So are you guys, yeah. are you guys going to have like a said defined acceptable tokens like okay these are all the tokens that we're going to accept and then you guys are going to convert it with your like how's that going to work yeah so this is this is a there's a two-pronged answer and actually one of the main things i wanted to talk about today was like our grant program for um uh bringing over like terra developers and people who want to deploy cosm wasm based applications onto our chain um because xcbm is based on cosm wasm so, so to answer your, your question, basically, there's two parts. So there is part number one, which assets will the bridge, will the bridges essentially support? And I think initially we'll start with, um, you know, just like 
it's a trustless bridge. So we pretty much want to try to minimize as much additional risk as possible. So let's just take um, Axelar, right? Um, they are bridging over USDC in the form of Axel USDC. Um, now, if you think about like, what does that actually mean? Essentially, it's a receipt token that is 100% backed by the security of Axelar itself which I mean, for all intents and purposes, is a usable bridge. Um, you, you can't say it's completely trustless though. Um, and so for us, like looking, seeing how this bridge is fully trustless, uh, we probably won't support receipt tokens printed by other bridges to bring them over between DOT and, and Cosmos, just because, you know, if we, if we start accepting um, assets that have inherent risk due to other bridge providers and we are trying to you know essentially allow users to bridge over assets with zero risk because it's a trustless bridge then i think that's like definitely an asset class will will be like leaving out initially um but i think definitely like it's just a philosophical issue right like what is usdc on every chain like what is the canonical actual usdc on every chain and the answer is well whatever circle actually defines as the canonical usdc on every chain um but that's really not the case right because for instance you see on moonbeam the biggest usdc i think is like the nomad usdc so i i don't think we're going to solve this like um cross ecosystem asset differentiation essentially however on our chain itself on the parachain i think we're intending we are intending to spin up what's called a common good parachain and have essentially all the parachains in polkadot basically buy into this idea of let's create an asset mapping registry on the chain that's accepted by all parachains and maybe perhaps maintained by a committee or something or maintained by parity. I don't really know. This is still very early on in the ideation phase, but having something that says, okay, look, this USDC is equal to this USDC is equal to this USDC and have these things be like across um, originating from ETH, originating from near originating from cosmos, et cetera. We do need a single source of truth to say that, right? And so I'm hoping that, that that's like our answer to that. But also why I mentioned Cosmosm earlier is because like inherently in our parachain, we also will have like an assets palette that will be able to do these types of mappings um, between, you know, CW20s and, and, uh, and the actual like substrate native asset. Um, Koja can speak a little bit about this too. Yeah, and if you guys like, I, I, I want to say you would have to have some sort of landing page, correct, for like the user to know like what the hell's going on, like what's the yes. goal? There? Yes. So basically, how we're releasing XDVM is we're we're kind of phasing this out. So July first, um, we'll be releasing a demo of XDVM, and basically, like, don't really want to go too much into the details, but. Essentially, we're going to open source. We've essentially built a UI um, 
and a contract. We're going to essentially uh, demo an application uh, that pretty much no one's ever seen before that I guess one alpha leak is like a user comes in and they're connecting all of their, you know, their three wallets across multiple ecosystems to do something um, across all these ecosystems at the exact same time. I mean, at the same time, not exact same time. Um, so this will be demoed July 1st. And we have a UI that actually myself and Slenderman, our head of design, have spent a lot of time thinking about, like probably months, because it's really hard to actually get the user to feel anything in cross-chain in general feels very difficult and not that intuitive for a user. So actually sitting down and thinking about, okay, how do we make this cleaner? Or how do we make this like not feel scary for somebody? Uh, spend, you know, we spent a lot of time thinking about that. So we're actually open sourcing, you know, things like, you know, visualizers, things like, um, yeah, just like, lots of different pieces of our front end that we actually have to go with this application so that when other people start trying to build with XCVM and build cross-chain applications, they have like a framework to already work with already. Um, so yeah, that's more sort of more on that July 1st at our event, unchain.events um, in Berlin. So we'd love to see as many of you guys there. Sunny speaking. Bunch of people from Cosmos, like Interchain, are speaking. Um, so yeah, like would love to see you guys there. But that's where we're gonna demo this. So random question: When you guys are in Austin, are are you gonna stop by the OsmoCon? Yeah, yeah, I'm speaking at OsmoCon. Okay, I didn't look at the, like the whole because we kind of just like duct taped this together, so to speak, the last two weeks because it it, it wasn't intended, but we were like, all right, well what happened with Terra? i mean we'll just kind of we want to keep it going so we i haven't i've been so busy i haven't got to see like the whole outline i know it was helping out with that part of it but yeah because i think what you guys are trying to do um you know obviously it has it would in my opinion would have to intertwine somehow with osmosis because i think i mean i feel confident to say that's kind of like the financial hub of like ibc right now and 100 uh, yeah so you know whatever whatever sort of like intention is there i know um they use axler for things but what you guys are doing it seems really cool um, i mean i think i think you know they're using axlr for bridging to moonbeam as a proxy to basically bridge to dot um but i think like you know when our bridge is live, uh, like just objectively looking at which system is more trustless um, and which system actually uses IBC and which system actually brings IBC to Polkadot. Um, I don't think, I have a very strong feeling that the community will basically have to make that the canonical bridge um, to Polkadot at least. So for people out there that may not understand, when you say the word trustless, like what does that entail? What's the difference between trustless and I guess, you know, having a validator set that does that? Yeah. So basically like um, 
there's two there's like i guess three or four types of bridging i don't want to get into this and sort of like start making this sound like a science class but basically uh trusted is essentially you have a, a group of people coming together and saying this is this transaction from this chain is valid and then they basically pass you know they're then allowed to pass that on to the next chain Whereas in IBC, you basically have light clients on both sides and um, a finality proof of the actual transaction on the chain is then passed through a relayer to the next chain. Um, and that is trustless because the relayer, this counterparty that is relaying this message is essentially doing nothing but just passing something on. Um, there's a lot of like MEV considerations associated with IBC that I don't think anyone has really thought through yet. We're starting to look at that a little bit internally um, because obviously if you run a relayer and you start doing things like interchain accounts and you start seeing, you know, what people want to do, then there's lots of front running opportunities, et cetera. Um, so thinking about how to mitigate that, but anyway, uh, yeah, so that's essentially the difference is like, do you want to trust a set of validators to basically tell you that this is a valid transaction or do you essentially just want to be able to have essentially state get passed from two chains using a completely non-biased relayer that also doesn't get paid to pass this information. Um, and, and honestly, this is like what makes IBC so future-proof is that, yeah, it is this idea of like, there are no counterparts actually necessary. There needs to be people actually running relayers, um, which I know there's like a relayer incentivization program now uh, for that into the future. But in general, like you don't need you know, 10 or 15 validators to come together and say, hey, this is a valid transaction. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that explanation. And uh, people out there, if you don't really know what like a relayer is, I think the best metaphor that I try to give is just thinking of it as like a digital, I guess, postal service in a way, in a sense. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I know we just started to run Tricky. What relayer was it for? Is it for Evmos, the Osmosis? Was that what it was? Yeah, Relink for Evmos and Osmosis, about to add Juno. And so, I mean, I know it's not the, I, I don't want to say the cheapest thing to do, but yeah, I, I mean, it's just, yeah, there, it's uh, that's what the word trustless means. Like, the, those transactions happen with without us saying yes or no. Like, we just build the infrastructure. It's like, I guess, uh, you know, <laughs> it's like a road or a path or a tunnel or a tube. I don't know how to explain exactly that that methodology, but yeah, it, we can't say no. This transaction doesn't work because we just don't want it to work. Like it just happens. Exactly. Yeah, and I I don't think that bridging in three years will like will see any validator based bridging. Maybe I, there. I will agree be with some, that. Yeah, agree. May, maybe there will be some like relics of the past that still do that still use validators because by the way, not every chain has a light client. Solana doesn't have a light client. Um, chains that were architected <laughs> in a like non, let's say 
engineering centric centric manner uh don't have like clients so i think we'll still see some validator based bridging but like i can't imagine a world like 2030 where we're not using ibc and like clients for everything yep i say that all the time i that's a, i don't know you, you get you probably weren't in here earlier but i was talking about the permissionless event and uh how early we truly are and the, the, i didn't really understand that until i went to that event because there were you know eight thousand plus people at this event and most of the people on day one and two were already in crypto like i didn't have to explain what crypto was from like the ground up i mean maybe i ran into a couple people that were real life like, hey i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm a cpa or i'm a i'm a real estate person but i want to see how i can get my business into that usually was day three so like day one and two you know, it was all it was all EVM people for the most part. And I'm I was teaching them what IBC is and just using metaphors and how, you know, like this can all happen. And it was like it, it was blowing their minds. It was crazy. They would come over and say, hey, like, what is osmosis? And if they asked me that, I 100 percent knew that they had no clue what IBC is. So I wouldn't even start talking about osmosis and what osmosis is. I would say, like, hey, this is how IBC works. And I'd pull up Minscan and show them all like the planets and how it's all connected and and then explain them how technically a bridge is right now and why ibc is the future and everyone's eyes like lit up like it was like like a like a christmas tree like they they just lit up and i, I, I agree that, with that i just I, totally agree. I agree with you like i actually think that for the most part um the narrative is starting to shift towards cosmos and ibc especially the past few weeks like obviously putting token prices aside whatever like this this ecosystem is finally getting the recognition for the engineering work that has been put in for the past i don't know several years almost half a decade to build this stuff so i i think finally the tides are are turning and like people will understand that ibc is probably going to be the end all be all yeah i, I said that all the time and i tell people like look you can like your 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 ADA and you can like your ETH and your AVAX and whatever else. I don't care. I'm not saying not to own those things. But for them to communicate with one another, they're going to use IBC. It just doesn't make any sense not to. It's just even as like a as an investor or a community, it's like instant network effect. Like everything is connected like the way it's supposed to be. And we're not saying like, hey, you don't need to own Cardano or you don't need to own this. Like you can be a part of everything. And I think we're building... Like when it, people talk about interoperability, I always say like we're already there. Like we're like yes, does it need to improve? Yes, it will though. Like every a technology always improves. Like every sort of technology out there in the world always improves, whether it's your computer, your television, your cell phone, whatever. That's cool. But same thing with IBC. Like it's just going to keep improving, and it's just like that. That's what I like. I didn't really know that until I went to the event. Like how truly early we are, because like literally no one there. there so many people. You know, every once in a while you get someone walk by say ibc gang and or like you know like i love osmosis and then we knew like they already knew what ibc was but for the most part part like no one and people are asking me like why didn't i hear about this early like i knew there was adam on you know like most people i knew the adam token was on this centralized exchange and i own a little bit of adam i just keep it on there just because i just I, for the hell of it but they didn't know what it was. And I thought to myself, like, wow, man, like you really, or, you know, men or women, like they just had no clue. And I'm like, this is the way it's going to be, you know? And, uh, 
it's it's crazy i i agree like it's it's going to be the future and you're not going to have to have validator sets to say like hey i want to send my dot over or i want to go over to this like it's just the way it's going to be yeah i mean exactly and that's and honestly like the stuff we're doing like i i do think that <clears throat> there needs to be a shift in mindset in general like the stuff we're doing is is like futuristic stuff the stuff cosmos has is is like futuristic cosmosm itself is futuristic like all these things are super underappreciated right now because they're not just like you know some you know you, you don't see like cosmos putting up um advertisements like avalanche does in new york city subways for instance um so i think these are things that are just going to become primitives just but it's just going to take some time and i do think 100 we're very early and the narrative will definitely shift in our favor over time because essentially the ecosystem has no choice like it's not a choice to just ignore ibc it's like yeah you can you can choose to ignore it but this is just the reality bro <laughs> Yeah, because no one else is no one else out there is doing that. Like no one else. Like who else out there is doing this? Like no one. Like we're the only ones doing it. Everyone else is like it's like it's like a uh, I don't know, not a maximalistic, but it's just like uh, one shoe fits all. Like we're, we're we want to be the best. I, I call it a remote island. We want to be the best best remote island. Well, that's not going to work. Like it's it's 2020. It's about to be almost 2023. Like everyone connects. Like look at the world. Like back in the day, no one had a cell phone. No one could talk to one another. I always say when I'm at these events and stuff, I said, imagine if like all humans spoke the same language. Like crypto might have happened, I don't know, 50, 100 years ago. We don't know. There's been all that friction. Like what we're building is there's no friction. You could just do whatever you want to do and it's permissionless. And that's the way it's going to be. And I completely agree with you're not going to have to have permission to just like right now. I mean, you don't need permission to go from one website to another website. Like it just works, you know, and that's just the way Web3 is going to be. And we're the only ones doing it. And it is underappreciated. And that's why no one finds out about IBC unless you really, really like technology and you want to keep learning and expanding your mind and you're not narrow minded. And that that's just the reality of it. Not saying we're all going to be rich. I'm not saying it, not financial advice, but if crypto is going to work, and future metaverses and future whatever all these ideas that everyone has it's going to be used by ibc there's just no way around it just no way go true agree so i had a question for code jug real quick kind of uh, about cosmosm so when these messages start getting passed over that are cosmosm contracts and you guys have the virtual machine to run those contracts from when it once it leaves your uh parachain and goes throughout the polka dot ecosystem do you, do you pass along enough information for everything to be like interacted with or does the information pass need to also have a cosmosm uh, module <clears throat> hi guys uh yeah i didn't introduce myself but uh one of the lead engineer for composable for 10, month, 10 months now uh yeah so for custom osm um uh related to xcvm the id is um 
the the link between the two, like on XCVM, you are not going to run an actual custom OSM contracts. It's another language on top of um, everything. So you can imagine that you will just be able to um, build an XCVM program from inside your, your smart contract. So right now, what we found uh, really difficult for people and I mean, even to onboard people on, on crypto is, I mean, the the number of ecosystem you have, like how, how are they going to choose which chain they want to be in? Well, they want this NFT, so it's only on this chain. Well, they will choose this one. So we want to abstract this, like all, all this ecosystem, all, all these ecosystems away uh, by providing the infrastructure to be able to just move uh, an, any asset from any uh, chain to, to another. So this will be done through a language which is really high level like not uh, uh, related to what how you build a smart contract in solidity or like in, in cosmosm so the the for, for the demo we currently have i mean we we we, we will fully support cosmosm on on the parachain on our parachain and and will like people will be able to just deploy any cosmosm contract on any parachain that, that will actually um, uh, have our modules like modules in the cosmos sdk way we call them Palette in, in Polkadot, but they are really the same. Um, so your question: If you if you were to to submit an XCVM program from, um, uh, do you hear me? Yes. Yeah, you're good. You're yeah. Good. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. If you were to submit an XCVM program from a CosmoSM contract, we will have a small framework, which is. I mean, just an extension to custom OSM that will let you uh, build a program that you will be able to send through if you know in custom OSM contracts um, uh, extension like custom messages to the to the chains. Uh, so so as long as uh, uh, the the chain hosting your contract will ha will have the XCVM module, you can call it if you're in, in the Cosmos environment, uh, then you will be able to submit this program. And the, and the program will be really simple. Uh, at first, we want uh, to just simplify everything for everyone. So imagine you hold an NFT on, on, on Polkadot for some reason and you want to move it to another chain. Well, if you were a, a simple user, it's really difficult because you have to, to check whether it's possible, like check which bridge you choose. So if you are on Ethereum and you want to move to other chain as well, you, you find this quite complex because you have many choices. It, each bridge can provide like some pros and cons. I don't know, one might be free, but uh, taking more time or whatever, like taking fee at the destination. So, so it's it's really difficult for simple uh, user and to onboard people. And um, the the idea is just to be able to move assets from one chain to another. So imagine you are on 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 Polkadot, you have your NFT uh, inside. I don't know a CW plus contract, which is a standard for the NFT. I don't know the number. I believe it's the same as in Ethereum. I mean the number. Um, then uh, uh, you will just build a small uh, um, XCVM program through your contract. If you were to submit it, for instance, on on a cosmos chain let's say osmosis that we have a bridge with uh, with ibc2 uh, um, so you will be able to just yeah construct a contract which say that depending on if a user want to submit this his nft to the remote chain then uh, uh, the contract will call the 
the, the, the parachain extension, I mean, the custom message in Custom OSM to uh, provide the program. And then the program will be just dispatched uh, uh, locally such that if you were to transfer something, because I mean, Custom OSM is really abstract. Uh, XCVM is really abstract, which means that the program will run uh, regardless of the chain. So the operation we describe when we say moving assets, for instance, transferring funds, I don't know, LPing, uh, lending, uh, borrowing, etc., is really abstract and must be uh, available uh, uh, everywhere where uh, a chain supports XCVM. So imagine you were to, to build this program, well, it's dispatched on Polkadot. If the program wants to then move to Osmosis, well, the, the IBC bridge will take the program, submit it on the other hand uh, in a fully permissionless manner. And the other hand, if you have a custom wisdom, uh, uh, custom, uh, Cosmos module, sorry, SDK module, which support XCVM and Osmosis, then uh, it will be able to just interpret the program as well. So the relation between Cosmos OSM and XCVM is really related to how we want uh, this flow to be going. But in fact, it's not they are not really tied, actually. So you, you, you will be able to submit transaction which directly dispatch an XCVM program, like regardless of Cosmos OSM at all. But we want custom OSM to be the entry point uh, for smart contract on our chain and also build uh, a full uh, framework uh, in, in REST, that, like in custom OSM in, in this case, that uh, people will be able to leverage to build the XCVM program in an easy fashion. That was good stuff. <laughs> Does anyone have any questions in the, in the chat? You can raise your hand, you can DM us. Uh, that was that was good stuff and uh, tricky if you have any follow-ups from that that was good yeah code jug you're obviously uh, a big brain over there all of you guys on the composable team are um so it seems like you guys are, are believers in cosmosm that it's going to be one of the you know contract languages that's used um very commonly in the next like few years is what it sounds like i think it's inevitable and i think that's the i think it's the case already like um yeah like who wants to write solidity anymore do you never have but uh, everything i've heard is is yeah it's uh it's a hell yeah we have uh well we did have michael michael was a builder for uh pylons and uh he didn't have too many positive things to say about solidity when I had a, I had a call with him a couple of times and spoke with him and he's a bright mind. And uh, this guy, I don't want to dox him, but I met him at permissionless and he's like an OG builder. He's been building since day one. The guy is, I mean, he's, he's worked for Apple, Google, like he, this guy was brilliant and he had nothing really good to say about solidity either. <laughs> so he said, He's he's loves rust and uh, he's yeah he's a firm believer. Not made me. I'm not a builder, so I'm not you know I'm just kind of just just talking right now. But uh, yeah, when he said that, and then he was really fascinated. He he, I'm not gonna lie. He's like I don't really have any exposure to IBC, but I've been looking into it the last couple of days, and it's really fascinating. And uh, when he was talking about it, and I was like, well, we need to get you involved somehow in this ecosystem because he was really big into augmented reality. And he was showing me things that he's actually has built already that hasn't released. And it was it was next level, the shit that he was showing me. It was so cool and fascinating. I'm like, yeah, we need to get you over here somehow, whether you build your own chain or whatever, because it was really cool. 
And from just listening to him and having conversations out of all the people that I spoke to, I really resonated with him. And I actually look, look up to him. I, I, I talk to him from time to time with texts and uh, just DMs and stuff like that. He's, he's brilliant. So, yeah, it hit, for him to say that he believes from his just short – because he was going through all these different chains, and I don't want to talk bad about him, but he was telling me all the limitations. He's like he, – he went over. He's like, this chain centralized. not going to work. Um, he was, he was just telling me all this stuff and he, he really liked what he heard about IBC. He's like, I just started the last couple of days. And so we have a lot of movement going and I think people out there, they're so enamored with the short term of prices and, and I guess the amount of people talking about it, but think about it. Like if you're early and you're an early adopter and, um, the, the thing that I love about Cosmos and all the chains is that for the most part, it's just building out there. Like we're, like you were just talking about AVAX showing and spending all this money. Well, I mean, you don't need to do that. Like if you build the best tech, like who cares? You know, it's like, I'd rather you spend a hundred million dollars or $15 million on, on building and, you know, making web three, as opposed to, you know, Hey, we're going to spend $15 million to get this billboard up here. Like that to me is stupid. You know, as an investor, I guess maybe not, you're going to get more attention initially, but if you don't have the best tech, like the best tech usually always wins at the end of the day. Like, you know, Yahoo's still around, but like Google took it over. Like AOL used to be the first thing. Like at the end of the day, if we build the best tech, it's, it's probably going to prevail. So it is what it is. I just wanted to say I appreciate everyone stopping by. I know it's, it's been already two hours. Uh, you know, composable. I love what you guys are doing. Composability, just that's the future. So I agree with basically everything you said. I don't have any rebuttals, any more questions myself. I don't know, Tricky, if you have any more follow-ups to them or if the community wants to ask anything before we wrap it up. But this is good stuff. I think I'm good. Every time we get in here with these guys, uh, it's just crazy. Like, you guys are like have the same ethos as us, but you're over in Polkadot and usually people are like, oh, Polkadot, they do the, they have this entire opposite vision, but you know, you guys are doing amazing things and, you know, I can't wait to, to keep seeing what you guys are doing and, you know, obviously keep doing these spaces together and keep chatting it up. Yeah, for sure. And I, I would really encourage you guys to, um, to also try to join our Unchained event because that's really going to be like first time that um, builders from, Cosmos and Polkadot and L2s all sort of come together for all these different talks and panels. Of course, we're also unveiling XCVM there. Um, so I'd really encourage you guys to to check it out if you guys can make it to Berlin. Do you know if anyone's covering that like live? Like, is there any live footage of it or no? Yeah, it will be definitely uh, recorded and live streamed. Okay, cool. Because I mean, I don't know if I can make make that. Because I've been just doing a lot of traveling. I think I'm I'm on the fence still for going to Cosmosverse. Like I think I may, I'm, I may not. It's not for sure. But I just did the permission list, and I'm doing this Texas one. And then I don't know. I would like to go there. I don't. I I don't think unless a team or like I, I you said Sunny's going. So I don't know if Osmosis. I haven't talked to them if they're going to have a booth there or not. But I mean, if they're going to and, and they can help me get out there, then I would love to do that because these events are so much better than uh, than just doing this over spaces. As much as I love doing this and and talking to people on DMs and Telegram and Discord and every other thing, it's just so much better in person. So yeah, I know for sure. Yeah, I encourage anyone out there like. 
if you get a chance to go to any of these events, it doesn't even have to be a Cosmos event or just just crypto in general. I highly recommend going. I know they could be a little costly for people, so I'm not saying that, but I think the val the value you get in it, like the the relationships I I uh, encountered just from going to the permissionless event was invaluable. So I highly encourage it, and um, you know, best of luck on that. And I'm, I'm looking, we're all looking forward to seeing you guys at the Central. So I'm definitely yeah. And every See time we there. talk. Yeah, and every time we, you come on the show or I hear you guys, like I just get more bullish on IBC. Like you guys, you guys do a good job of like getting me amped up even more for it. it. Like it motivates me. I never have doubts. Like in IBC, I'm I'm convicted. Like I'm going down with the ship. Like I think if if uh, IBC doesn't work, then crypto is just not going to work. Like it's just it's just it was a fun ride. But if it's going to work, like we're going to be at the forefront of it. I'll go to my grave with that. Like I'm going out on my sword. I'm not backing down. You know, like the Terra Luna thing happened. I'm like, whatever, it sucked, but it's not. We're. I just think we're like, we're building everything. We're the only ones that are doing it right now. Like no one else is doing it. They're all worried about making their their island better, but we're worried about like making Web three better and and doing it and connecting everything. So I appreciate what you guys are what you guys are doing. It's just it's awesome. You know, I don't I don't even know. I didn't even ask you guys. Did you guys even have funding to do this, or like what's going on with that part of it? If you don't mind sharing. Yeah, yeah, we just um we did a seed round um one year ago and then recently we just closed our series A. Um but also we're definitely we get grants from we've been applying to a lot of different grants across different ecosystems near um interchain uh web3 foundation. So yeah, like really trying to get everybody together and just collaborate on this on this vision. But yeah, thanks for thanks for having us and looking forward to seeing you guys in Texas. Hell yeah, man. Thanks for everyone. I just want to shout out everyone that stopped by and spent their Sundays with us. We appreciate it as always. I'm honored to even be here doing this for it's crazy to me. So it's it's amazing. Each week it always it feels even better. It gets me more motivated to to be a better version of myself. So I really appreciate everyone that stops by. You guys did awesome. I love IBC. Love all you guys. Take care. I'm looking forward to seeing all you guys from Spaces uh, tomorrow, basically. Take care, guys. See you. Later. Anybody in Austin? Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Cosmos Spaces, Cosmos Potluck Sundays with Cosmos Haas, recorded on Sunday, June 5th, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. If you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pay, checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo, I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back Doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack Not everybody's always in it for the money Looking like another crooked Sunday and I'm working Monday So you know I ain't stressing, left debating great methods Amazed to play Inception, the base stay blessed See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties These sums of money that go to the record label per playback Can seem insultingly small Many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent Actual and artists. they say they're making pennies, pennies, pennies per play until they can figure out.
figure out how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund them. Pennies, 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 Another day, another lesson. Living in the eighth dimension might be worth a little mention. Living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel. Reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal just to make a motherfucker wish. Ah shit, now you only got two left. You know what I wish? We didn't have any loose ends. You know what I miss? Listening to excuses. Now we're on the fence, like we forgot how to choose. That's what happens when people don't know what's true in the dark, eating bullshit up like a mushroom in the lunchroom, just trying to laugh it off. Meanwhile, foaming at the mouth like a rabbit dog, like a fake mate and called at the zoo. It's looking like the view is getting disappointed too. I'm working on the new shit, trying to produce it. It's what I'm willing to go through when I'm making my music. Imagine a world in which an old dying man's last dying wish is fulfilled. Alexa, can you play that one sci-fi space where he clowned all the SafeMoon and XRP bag holders and then told everyone to buy Luna because it was going to a thousand? I'm, I'm confused why we're not talking about the fact that you can easily, like, 300x your money on XRP. Like, you know, I was son, at the I remember a time. Alexa, enough. I'm trying to reminisce now. I remember a time before Terra Spaces existed, when things that were said on random Twitter spaces would just get lost to the proverbial black hole of time. Time. That's the best bet. Uh, why isn't Luna in wind turbines? Hey, guys, though? I'm reading all about these wind guys, turbines. Guys, do you mind if I explain Cardano a little bit? Because I've been in Cardano since like 2018, and I can give you a full breakdown. Um, Just when you thought it was safe to shill shit coins. Oh my god, you guys. I don't know what to do. So much blood. It's so red. From the creators of your exit liquidity in association with we all love to hear ourselves talk, Inc. For more information, go to terraspaces.org slash donate. Terraspaces.